Hello everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Tunde Code podcast. Today I'll be talking about how you see yourself, which we could also refer to as your self-image. First of all, do you know that how you see yourself affects uh, the way you spend your money and what you spend your money on? Do you know that how you see yourself affects the way you treat other people, how you treat your spouse, your friend, your kids? Now, do you know that how you see yourself affects your attitude at work? Do you know that how you see yourself affects your business? You know, if you don't see anything good coming out of you, you may not be able to grow your business. You may not be able to train yourself, develop yourself, or build a strong business infrastructure that would cater to uh, a wider audience, even on a global scale. So, how we... Uh, see ourselves seems to have a, a major impact on our lives, on our well-being. And even how we see ourselves affect how we live our Christian life. If you're a Christian, listen to me. Now, if you don't see yourself as someone who has been redeemed by Christ, and what I mean by redeemed is somebody who has been, um, whose sins have been paid for and somebody who has been forgiven. If you don't see yourself as that kind of person, you might be living uh, in the consciousness of sin, struggling with one habit, uh, one addiction or the other. So, uh, answering the question, uh, how do you see yourself? Now, I know you are not able to give me that answer right now. And when we look at that question, we should be looking at it from the different areas of your life. So, your business, your attitude at work, your relationships, your marriage, your marriage. So uh, when you want to look at your self-image, you, you need to look at it from those areas of your life to understand how you see yourself and how you see yourself seem to affect um, the positive outcome that you could get from those areas of your life. Now, uh, some people see themselves as a failure. They see, some see themselves as an addict. Some see themselves as a drunk, someone who, someone who have an alcohol problem. Some see themselves as hopeless, uh, good for nothing. Now, many people don't see any good coming out of their life. Maybe in one area of their life, they see something good. And in other areas of, your, of their life, they don't see anything good coming out of it. Uh, but this is not the best God has created us to be. From the right from the very very beginning, everything that God created was good. But something went wrong along the line when sin came into the world, and sin affected mankind, and uh, things began to tumble down and things began to go bad. Right, but the very very beginning of creation, everything God created was good, amazingly good. Right, so. If we see ourselves to, if we look at ourselves most of the time and what we see is negativity, right? Uh, it's high time we begin to um, address those things. And like I said, that everything that God created from the very beginning is good. Things went wrong through sin and um, everything went kind of bad. But God in his kindness, his loving kindness, has um, restored the dignity and the identity that mankind have lost through sin in the person of um, by sending Jesus Christ to us. So Jesus Christ came to live a life, a holy life, a pure life, a good life, a life of joy, a life of um, a fulfilling life. And um, God actually sent him to us to show us what is attainable 
So if Jesus Christ is your reference point, I'm saying to you that um, you have a good reference point. And if you don't have any reference point, I would say that I would, uh, I would like to say that I've got good news for you. Jesus is a, is is the amazing and the only uh, reference point to help us to encourage us that we can come out of those uh, faulty self image. Now, if a, if a masterpiece was not sent into this world, we may be in problem because there will be no chance for us to attain to live um, a godly life or to uh, switch into or transition into a positive uh, self-image or a godly self-image. So I'm happy to announce to us that we have Jesus Christ as our reference point regarding our self-image. Now, um, what are the causes of uh, this uh, poor self-image? Like I said, uh, you know, um, from right from the very, very beginning, the genesis, the root cause of all this self-image, this poor self-image and a lot of things that have gone wrong in our world, you know, comes as a result of sin, the sin uh, that Adam committed and sin came into the world. And as many people are born into this world have, um, have been affected by sin one way or the other. And that's why we're not perfect. Anyone who says, you know, I was not, I'm not affected by the sin of any kind of Adam or whatever, right? Um, they are just lying to themselves because they can see all the flaws inside of them, right? Uh, I'm not saying we should try to be perfect and totally perfect. We should aim, aim towards perfection. But... Um, we can't um, overnight become perfect people, right? But we can't walk towards it. But in this podcast, what I'm trying to do is to help us to begin to um, start that journey in in becoming the best God has made us to be. On this, you know, taking one point at a time, one area of our life at a time. And um, identifying what self um, poor self-image issues we have in those areas and um, take some steps to correct those uh, negative perspective we have of ourselves and go in the direction that God wants us to go or become the best God has created us to be. So at the very beginning, the cause of all of this is sin. But that's on the, you know, taking things back to the very uh, beginning of creation. But in our daily lives, in our current world, in our immediate environment, immediate world environment, uh, there are certain circumstances, negative circumstances that seem to have shaped the way we see ourselves. Uh, some people, it's uh, perhaps the cause of a, a series of negative events. So say, for instance, a young lady is constantly being approached by um or indecent men, an irresponsible man, then some people think they have seducing spirit or they'll have some kind of funny things revolving around them. And some of them tend to take it as an identity. I remember one lady asked me, she said, um, um, Bertunde, do you think I have seducing spirit? And I'm thinking, what makes you think like that? Uh, obviously, if you have one, you wouldn't be asking me, so, you know, so to say. And she said, you know, most of the time, the men, that come around her wants to forcefully have sex with her so she had thought she had a seducing spirit 
but in the long story short, what happened is that she had some wrong perspective of herself, which are bringing those events, which are creating this atmosphere around her and you know, leading those men into her life. Someone may be thinking, that doesn't make sense. I tell you what, we live in a world where there's spiritual, where there's a spiritual realm and spiritual things are real. And just to help you a little bit that the spiritual things are real, um, can you remember how many times some negative thoughts come to your mind and you cannot trace where they are coming from, right? Uh, you can see a person speaking to your mind, but you know something is speaking to your mind, uh, perhaps leading you to do, prompting you to do something stupid, something silly that could ruin your life. On the other end of the spectrum, we have godly holy thoughts that can that come to your mind sometimes discouraging you from doing something silly that can wreck your life and if you're a believer i believe that that is god speaking to you through his holy spirit or speaking to him directly to you directly through your spirit right so if you cannot see certain voices or certain people who speak to you and try to influence your life in a positive positive or in a negative direction then I will say to you that the realm of the spirit is real, right? Some people, because uh, of how they were raised, you know, by their parent, uh, they've been kind of, their perspective about themselves has been shaped in such a way that they don't see anything kind of good come to them. You know, some fathers have said to their son that, you know, you act like a woman, uh, you act like a girl and your wife will be your boss. And uh, and I'm not trying to be sexist here. I'm not trying to say men are superior to women or women are superior to men or the female is a, is a weakened gender and the male is a is a is a maybe is a is a higher gender or stronger gender so to say i don't want to go into the uh, subject or topic of um of gender here but some men have not been able to lead their home in the right direction because uh, and they have shifted the responsibility to their wife who ideally should be supporting them to and both of them working together to build a home and to bring it build a strong family but rather they've uh, kind of like um abdicated their entire responsibility and passed everything on to their wife to lead the home while they take the back seat while in a marriage situation in the, uh, don't expect either party to take a back seat when it comes to uh, building a family but some men are totally irresponsible in their marriage and, and that's because of certain negative comments that their parent has passed on to them some men don't treat their wives nicely because uh, their father has poisoned their mind as to how they should treat their wives so um how we see our and such men may see themselves in such a way that uh, they are they see themselves as a boss they see themselves as the one who should control and manipulate their wife who should get their wife to do what they want to do you know not that they they walk with their wife as a couple submitting one to one one to another like the bible um advises us so i oftentimes don't blame people i don't blame men i don't blame people uh for how they treat their spouse uh, because many of them got those things from their parent and they that's what they are they, that's how they live their life and it's also important that i we begin to deal with this right because if we don't begin to call out this negative self-image that we have of ourselves we are likely to pass things down to children and to future generations 
Right, so I would like to call out here that this is one of the reasons why it is very important that we all begin to study the life of Jesus and the early apostles in the Bible to see and to understand the standard, the reference point that God has given to us as to how to conduct ourselves. So if you are not a Christian, you can read the Bible to understand how God sees things, how God wants us to live, conduct ourselves. Right, And I also like to encourage you to study more about the life of Jesus and give your life to Christ. I'm going to touch on that a little in, in a few minutes as to why the place of Jesus is crucially important if we want to um, live our lives with a positive and a godly self-image. Right, so there are many other causes of reason, for reasons why people tend to see themselves uh, in a negative light with a poor self-image. Don't forget, I've covered some uh, some of this impact. Right, so now how do we change this self-image in our lives? I mean, this is a faulty self-image that is affecting the output of our lives and hindering us from living the kind of life that God wants us to live. Friends, God wants us to live a positive, a fulfilling life. And if you have the wrong perception of yourself, you will not be able to live that kind of life. God has created us to live a life unto godliness. God has created us to live a life of love, to love people unconditionally and to care for one another, not to kill one another, not to see ourselves superior to one another. I'm going to use this opportunity to touch on this um, racism issue that is currently in our society where some people because of this call of their skin um, see themselves superior to other people i will say to you that it is what has been passed down to them in the time will not allow me to go into some observations and studies that i've done that's made me see that these things were passed on to uh, the children of the people who seem to see themselves to be supreme and um, many of the black people on the other end who seen themselves to be inferior were, would actually receive that mindset, that perception of self from their parents, right? And they pass it on to their children, their offsprings. And it seems like uh, many black people seem to have the sense of a victim mentality and um, some poor self-image, some sense of inadequacy. Now, guys, I'll say something to you. The only difference between you, a white person, and a black person is the color of their skin. Because what God created is one race, one person, a human being, right? It's only the color of the skin that differentiates you, right, from God's perspective, you know. And um, talking about things from the worldly perspective, maybe the location and our upbringing are quite different. But no man, no woman is superior to another man or woman in any race or gender, uh, any race, so to say. Right, gender thing is something I need to uh, deal with in future. So this faulty self-image, we can see the impact on our society today, and people are getting angry and angry. I mean, people are divided because of this faulty self-image. I'm a black person, but uh, I don't see myself as a typical black person that many people, how many people see themselves. I know we've been through a lot of stuff, right? But still, yet I choose to, my, to see myself as a Christ man, as a God man. And I look to the abilities that God has put inside of me. And as a result, I can relate both with the white and the black and make friends with them and be a blessing to them and also receive from them. So, friend, it is important that we understand the impact of this um, 
uh, poor self-image and start working on correcting them. So how do we correct this thing, uh, this poor self-image? Now, you need to identify the areas of your lives where you are struggling, where you don't seem to be experiencing the best that is available that God has in store for you, the best that you know that is attainable, if you, especially if you have been studying the life of Jesus Christ, right? So you need to identify those areas. You may want to go for counseling if possible, right? If things are really bad. So if you are a person who struggles with drinking, you may want to actually seek assistance as to you know, having accountability partner or someone to hold you accountable for how many bottles you drink and you know, reducing the number of bottles of alcohol you take until you are not you are not you are no longer enticed or attracted or drawn to alcohol. Now, so some people think they need, a, they need to attend therapy sessions. Therapy sessions are good, but I found a limit to a limitation to uh, counseling and um, human counseling and therapy sessions. And that limitation is because of what I said earlier on that we live in a world of spirit, and the realm of the spirit is very, very real. So it is very important that we we understand that we live in a world of spirit. And sat and oftentimes, because spiritual things are not evident to the physical eye, we may not be able to, uh, by help of counseling or therapy sessions, understand the root cause of the problems in our lives. You know, some problems in our lives have been hiding for since we were children, and um, you know, other events have come into our life and masked the actual root cause of the problems in our life make, that makes us to see ourselves in a way that God has not created us. So um, these are the kind of limitations that I've uh, discovered uh, with guidance and counseling. Don't forget, I'm not putting them off and the therapy session. So I want to say is it is very important that we learn to pray. We learn to take those situations, challenges, 47 images to God and, and pray that God, I open my eyes, show me the root cause of this thing in my life. Why do I see myself this way? Why do I think this way? Don't forget that how you see yourself affects the way you think, affects your decision-making process. So, uh, and both of them are kind of intertwined because how you think uh, it also affects how you see yourself. So you want to take these to, to, to God in prayer and you also want to read the Bible. I mean, there are things in my life that I have come across the the um the root cause by reading the Bible, you know, just studying the Word of God, and something opened up in my spirit, and I was like, and when I say my spirit, I mean in in my heart, and I'll see something. I was like, wow, wait a minute, is this a reason for this? Is that why I am thinking and behaving this way? And um, you know, I love the Bible. The Bible will always always show you and guide you. Uh, as to how to deal with those things, how to change, how to take a different direction, how to change how you're acting, how you're doing things so that you can begin to change how you think and how you see yourself. So uh, prayer and the word of God is great. And you can actually pray that God will lead you to a Christian or a material, Christian materials and resources that will help you to begin to see uh, uh, to see the root cause of the issues in your life so that you can turn in the right direction. So prayer and the word of God is amazingly powerful. Now, you know why it's very important that we 
uh, we understand the root cause of the issues in our life. The reason is because, one of the major reasons is because sometimes if what we deal with is a symptom, the signs, the manifestations of the problem, right? Because the root cause is not discovered and has not been dealt with, what often happens is that we, uh, you know, we deal with a symptom because the problem still remains, then it then gravitates towards another symptom. So let's take, for instance, if a person had problem with alcohol, uh, but the problem deep in their heart is self-pity, right? If they don't understand that the, the core, uh, at the core, the, the, the root cause of, their, of the issues they have is self-pity and they're always looking for people to accept them and to pity them, right? If they don't deal with that, they may overcome alcohol issues and then find themselves in a substance abuse issues, right? Or when they leave that one, they just re they realize that they move from one problem to another problem. But at the very root of the all these issues is this um, self-pity issue in their heart, right? And I've seen many men deal with self-pity. I struggle, struggle with self-pity at some point and I, st I still... I'm still managing myself as to how I tend to want people to accept me and um, wanting to be nice to people or not wanting to offend people. I'm not, I'm not trying to say I am brash or I try to uh, be, you know, be independent, so to say. But every one of us wants to be loved and cared for. But we need to be intentional as to how we go about seeking these things. Probably I'll say we should not be seeking them, just be a blessing to people. And finally, what I'll also recommend it is this. If you are not um, a Christian listening to me, I would like, to, like you to uh, receive Jesus into your life. And the reason is this. Now, Jesus is the reference point that God has sent to us as a standard, as um, the, his masterpiece to show us what is attainable. The Bible says to us that Jesus was tempted in every way, like you and I are kind of tempted, but yet he had no sin. So Jesus is a reference point to show us that we can live a kind of sin-free life. Not that it's, we, we can become a person that we never sin again, but in the key, in the major areas of our life where we are really, really struggling, the Bible is showing us through Jesus that we can overcome those things. And um, how we receive the ability to overcome the struggles is when uh, Jesus comes into our life, when we make, make Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. Then he gives us the ability to be like him, to overcome the troubles and the challenges, the difficulties, the emotional issues and the mental issues in our hearts. So... Um, if you if you listen to me and you've not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I will just kind of guide you how to go about it. So first of all, you need to um, accept in your heart that you're a sinner, and um, you need to believe that um, Jesus actually died for your sin. Uh, right, He died to pay for your sin, and it was raised from the dead to um, declare you righteous and to bring you to the Father. And the Bible tells us that when you make that confession, you know, say, Lord Jesus, I believe I'm a sinner. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead. You were raised from the dead for my justification to make me a righteous man, uh, to make me a child of God. Lord Jesus, I receive you in my life today. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. You know, take take charge of my life. You know, be the one that that leads me in the way I should go. I'll follow you from this day 
going forward as my Lord and my Savior. Uh, thank you, Father, for the gift you have given to us in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe as I confess him into my life today, he is now my Lord and I'm now your child. Thank you, Father, for I'm born again and I'm blessed with the gift of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Now, the Bible tells us that when you say that prayer, that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, the power of God comes to dwell in your heart. And that power gives you the ability to be able to live above sin and to overcome those struggles, those poor self-image. So, guys, uh, my key takeaways for you um, in this podcast is this, uh, you know, take some time to think, to meditate and identify those major struggles, those big struggles in your life. And um, I ask God in prayer as I study the word that God should show you how you may be having a kind of a negative uh, or poor self-image and a poor image of yourself in those areas. Tell God to show you how to overcome those things, you know. And um, if you are a believer, you need to believe that you have in you the ability to overcome sin. You have to choose to believe and confess these things. And uh, more import- most importantly is ensuring that you study the word of God from time to time so that you can change uh, your you can change the way you think. I mean, you have you bring into your mind a new and a different way of thinking. Where you are today is a function of how you think, how you see yourself. So if you want to change, then you need to bring in um, fresh, new and fresh uh, way of thinking, knowledge, information, God knowledge, God information to transform your life, to change your life, to make you free from those addictions and troubles and oppressions and depression, self-pity, you know. Uh, poor self-image and all kind of negative emotions that seem to have taken you captive and controlling and ruling your life. Right, so give it a go. And um, if this podcast has blessed you in any way or the other, it's been, it's been, if it has been helpful to you, uh, why don't you just uh, connect with me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and just give me a shout. And if you need more support or guidance, I'm happy to be a blessing to you. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Thank you for taking your time to listen to this podcast. And look out for more podcasts that will be coming your way from next week. 